Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. I'd like to have a better view of the house. All right? Amen. Jala to come forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. I welcome everyone online who is tuned in to join us in our service today. God bless your heart. Thank you for, for joining. We had a great time out on Friday. Who would agree with me? Beautiful time in God's presence. There's nothing like God's word coming to you. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. You see, how fortunate a nation was regarded back then was how much of the word they had. So an unfortunate nation was a nation without the word of God. Even though they had all the, you know, possessions and material things and blessings, quote and unquote. If they didn't have God's word, they didn't have an advantage when they go to battle. The word of God was God's favor upon the nation. So Bible says there was a time in the land of Israel where the word of God was curse. And in that season, if you notice, Israel was very unfortunate in that season. Nobody could hear the word. Nobody could hear God. Nobody could hear instructions. And so they were left at their mercy. They were left at the mercy of enemy nations. All right. Several times in the book of Judges, the Bible says that because there was no king amongst them, Bible says that people did whatever they liked. You see, when a nation does not have the kingship of the word, life can treat you anyhow. When the word of God does not have dominion over your life, life can treat you anyhow. When the word of God is not exalted as the king over your life, things can violate you and go scot-free with no consequence. Because the word of God is not upholding the very, you know, cells of your life. And so it's important that we understand the place of God's word. You know, in coming into a new year, into a new season, into a new dispensation, the word of God is the most important thing beyond your goals, beyond your targets, beyond the heights you intend to scale, which we will by God's grace. All right, it's important that you pay attention to what God is saying. God is always speaking. Bible says the Spirit speaks expressly. He's always speaking. And he, his own words are the most important to hear, not anyone's address. It's his own word. What does he have to say about this year in your life? And it's important that you plug in. And just like Pastor Mike said earlier today, so profound. Some of the things we'll be sharing today is very much in alignment with that. That it's the prevailing word that produces the prevailing blessing. So powerful. Hallelujah. Welcome your neighbor to church and um, welcome them to 2022. Welcome to your prevailing year. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good to see you, Hadassah. Good to see you. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the word of God. John chapter, no, no, no. Let, let's go to Genesis. Genesis 49. For those who are looking for where Genesis is, it's just after Revelation. <laughs> Prophetically, that's right, you know, because God ends it before he begins it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Genesis 49 from verse 22. Mm. Like I said, please, this season, meditate on Genesis 49 from 22 to 26. That's the blessing protocol upon your life. All right. That's, that's the protocol governing your life. That's the governing word. All right, so pay attention to it. Bible says that Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well 
whose branches run over the wall. So we're going to be staying here today, just there for now. Um, if, if the Lord permits us, we'll get into the next verse. But there's so much locked up in here. The Bible says that Joseph is a fruitful bough. And I like the fact that God uses metaphors in scripture. Because he knows that he has also planted some dimensions of the same metaphor in other parts of scripture. Where if you visit those other parts of scripture, you can gain better perspective about what he's saying here. Do you see? So it's important that when you read the Bible, you're not narrow-minded. You have a broad perspective. That's why when you read the, the Bible, you should have some measure of concordance. Or, you know, most Bibles have such features nowadays where you can see other parts of Scripture that relates to that exact verse. So that when you read those things, you can gain better understanding, a better perspective. Hallelujah. So here the Bible says that Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. And so um, you begin to understand that a bough means a branch. That's the meaning of a bough. It's a branch. So he explains it further and says, the branches of Joseph, they run over the wall. There is a particular scripture in the New Testament that talks extensively about how branches connect with the true vine. How many of us know that chapter of the Bible? John chapter 15. So let's go to John chapter 15. This is how to study your Bible. So this year, you've got to study your Bible. Huh? Tell your neighbor, study your Bible. Read your Bible. Yeah, love your Bible. Love it. Love it. Love your Bible. It's, it's, it's your password, amen, this year. Okay, that's the prevailing password. John 15, very powerful. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, it says, I am the true vine. It says, my father is the husband man. The teaching just began. I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. You notice he did not introduce the branches. The branches are dispensable, sir. He said, I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. When it comes to the equation of life, we are the two most important elements. I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. He says, the branches are dispensable. Every branch that bears not fruit, he takes it away. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, that is, I'm not dependent on the branch. The branch is dependent on me. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, the father who is the husband man, he takes it away. Every branch in me that bears fruit, the father, he purges, he prunes, he cleanses, he corrects, he rebukes. He says so that it can bear more fruit. And that begins to say that now you are clean by the word which I have spoken unto you. He says, abide in me and I in you. He says, as the branch cannot bear fruit in and of itself, no more can ye. Bear fruit without me. He says, I am the vine. He now begins to introduce. He says, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. This year, without God, you can do nothing. All right. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. Every branch is dispensable. And the Bible says Joseph is a fruitful branch. is a fruitful bough. Whose branches run over the wall. 
The reason why Joseph is so fruitful is because he's connected to the true vine. Because Jesus is the true vine. His father is the husband man. The preoccupation of the husband man is the maximization of the true vine. I'll say that again. The preoccupation of the husband man is the maximization of the true vine. He says every branch in the true vine that is just occupying space and not producing fruit, the husband man takes it upon himself to take it away. And he says every branch in the true vine that is producing fruit, the father does not, does not leave him to continue to produce fruit. He knows that the only protocol to producing more fruit is pruning and purging and cleansing and correcting and rebuking. Does that sound like any part of scripture that you are aware of? 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine. For rebuke, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So that the man of God can be thoroughly furnished. Prepared unto every good work. Producing fruit after fruit after fruit after fruit. So that it can be a fruitful bough. Bible says the preoccupation of the husband man is to ensure that every branch on the true vine is producing fruit. There's too much resource on the true vine for some aimless, purposeless, redundant branch to be occupying space without producing fruit. And then when the Lord told me this last night, I was blown. He said, do you know why he will cut off and put away any branch that is not producing fruit? He says, because if he continues to allow fruitless branches on its tree, it runs the risk of being as accursed as the fig tree that he cursed. Because Jesus was the one that looked at the fig tree and says, you look like a tree that should have fruit, but you have no fruit. And he says, no man eat from you anymore. He runs the risk of being a hypocrite. If he keeps allowing redundant branches on its true vine imagine you come to Jesus expecting to taste something good and then all the branches are fruitless and this is the true vine so God insists and says God or rather that my son Jesus Christ will never get to a point where he looks like the fig tree curse because that will be him becoming a hypocrite and even subjecting himself to the same curse that he placed on the fig tree Jesus cannot afford a fruitless branch. And the more he affords it, the more he can afford it. And the more he continues to um, condone fruitless branches on his tree, on his vine. And before you know what's going on, there is a Jesus Christ that people cannot taste anymore. There is a Jesus Christ that people cannot see. How do people taste and see that God is good? Where do we go and taste him? Does he have a restaurant where we can taste him? It is through you. You are the branches. You are the fruit bearing part of his vine. He has no opportunity to reveal himself to the world except through you. And so he cannot afford a branch that is not bearing fruit. And the Bible tells us the protocol for bearing fruit. He says it is for you to abide in him and him abiding in you. That means the ones he put away, they may have been abiding in him. But he was not abiding in them. It's a two-way street. You need to understand this. Alright. He says, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. Then verse 4 says, abide in me and I. 
That is, if it was the exact same thing, he wouldn't have had to say it in another way. There are two different things. He says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you accept you abide in me. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Yes, you may call yourself a Christian, a church coming, identity carrying Christian. But is Christ abiding in you? You may say, yes, I abide in Christ. I'm connected to the true vine. But is is the vine in me is his essence in me when people talk to me do they feel the presence of Yahweh can they know that this person has been with Jesus Bible talks about how the first called the Christians Christians it was because you couldn't talk to them without remembering a certain Jesus that walked on the face of of Nazareth because they just spoke so much like him thought so much like behaved so much like him they said this guy's behaved like a certain Christ that lived some years behind now these guys are Christians. You know, we live in a generation where it's all about abiding in the vine. But not letting the vine abide in them. Abiding in Jesus, but Jesus is not abiding in them. They are connected to, oh, I'm a Christian. It's, it's, a, it's a photo op. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a selfie. It's not just about that this season. Joseph is a fruitful bough because he's connected to the true vine. And he has in himself the true vine's expression in him. That's the only way to fruitfulness this year. And how do you get the word of God or how do you get the true vine to abide in you? He says, if you abide in me. So how does he abide in you? He says, and my words abide in you. He says, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. Verse 6 says, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And may gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. That is, fruitfulness is the basis for staying put in this kingdom. Did you hear what I just said? There are too many Christians who are happy not being fruitful. That should not be your portion in the year 2022. Fruitfulness is the basis for staying in the kingdom this year. If you do not bear fruit, Bible says, my husband man, which is my father, he has put too much investment in me to allow fruitless branches stay unpruned, uncast away, quote unquote. And for those who are even producing fruit, Bible says he prunes, he purges, he cleanses by the word of God. That means if you get yourself in a situation where nobody is pruning you, correcting you, rebuking you, giving you instructions in righteousness, perhaps you're already being cast away. So it's a place of love to receive correction. It's a place of connection to receive rebuke and instructions in righteousness. I know our generation do not really like when people rebuke them, correct them, call them to order and demand accountability from them they're like well I'm a grown-up man I'm a grown-up woman I know what I am doing really do you know what you're doing because how you bear more fruit is by being corrected and rebuked and instructed in righteousness just like I'm doing right now 
And so it is important that you understand that this year, 2022, if the protocol of the blessing upon our lives is the blessing of Joseph, the prevailing blessing, and if Joseph was a fruitful bow, we know it's because Joseph is connected to the true vine. And it's connected to the true vine is because he is bearing fruits. Because if he were not bearing fruits, he would not still be connected. He would have been cast aside and taken away by the husbandman. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Even a fruitful bow by a well. Remember Psalms chapter 1 from verse 1. Blesses the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he doesn't make it day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That means the rivers of water is your limitation. You are always by the rivers of water. And if the rivers of, of water is your limitation, you are unlimited. Do you understand? You have chosen to make the rivers of living water your limitation. So wherever the rivers of living water cannot be found, you can't be found there. Remember the dove that was sent out of the ark. The first dove that was sent out of the ark could not find a place to rest his feet because there was nowhere that was clean enough until he sent him out again and then he found an olive, the anointing, the anointing, the rivers of living water. And then he broke that branch and came to Noah and showed it to him. Because the dove couldn't rest his leg. It was too holy to rest his leg into iniquity. Are you planted by the rivers of living water? Have you made the rivers of living water your limitation and saying, if the Spirit of God will not go with me, I'm not willing to go into this business. If the Spirit of God will not go with me, I'm not willing to go into this relationship. If the Spirit of God will not go with me, I'm not willing to start this partnership with this guy. If the Spirit of God will not go with me, I will die here now. Moses said, if you will not go with us, forget about this journey. We forget about it. We forfeit everything we have gone through. If you will not go with us, there's no point in our voyage. There's no point in our journey. Is that the mindset you have? Because that's the only guarantee of fruitfulness in the year 2022. The prevailing blessing only rests upon those who are fruitful boughs. And they are fruitful boughs because they are connected to the true vine. They are connected to the true vine because they are planted by the rivers of living water. They bring forth their fruit in your season. None of their leaves wither. And whatsoever they do prospers. May I not be the reason why Jesus will be accursed. Because listen, he looked at the tree that looked like it should produce fruit. And when he saw that there were no fruits on it, he cursed it. So every time we allow Jesus to accommodate fruitless branches, what we are saying is that at some point he will be accursed. Because sometimes someone will come to Jesus. Where can I find this Jesus? Who are the people professing him? Where, where is the healing I heard about? Where is the goodness I heard about? Where is the love? Where is the kindness? Where is the righteousness? The equity? The integrity? All of those things that I heard about. Where do I find it? Fruitlessness on the branch. Oh boy. Then he subjects himself to his own standards. And is accursed. Just because he continued to accommodate fruitless. Fruitless branches. Tell yourself, not me this year, not me, not me, not me this year. You've got to be fruitful. And how do you become fruitful if you do not do assessment and evaluation from time to time? That means the husbandman is looking at every fruitful branch. The ones that are not even bearing fruit, he takes them away. He does not have any kind of patience for fruitlessness. So he looks at the ones that are bearing fruit. And he says, how can you bear more fruit? God is not satisfied with you just bearing fruit. He wants you to bear more fruit. And he wants you to bear much fruit. Different levels. Be a fruit. Be a more fruit. Be a much fruit. 
different levels of accelerated growth and fruitfulness. God is always looking for those things, those areas you need to change. So this year you've got to be open to evaluation and feedback, especially the constructive ones, which most likely will be negative and rub you on the wrong side. The ones that make you feel like you're not doing everything perfectly. Yes, that's the one you want to hear. Because that's where growth is. Growth is in the margins. Growth is in the margins. So if you're the kind of person that all you want to hear is all the good stuff, you're not not ready. Because purging is not a very exciting process for the one that is being purged. For the one that is being pruned, it's not the most exciting experience. Because it's also some level of cutting. It's also some level of limitation. Cutting, limiting process sacrifice that's the only pathway to more fruit that's the only pathway to more fruit because every branch in me that bears not fruit he casts away and anyone that bears fruit he purges he prunes so that there's a purpose to that process of pruning so that it can bear more fruit so this year be open to evaluation assessment feedback I remember I was sharing on Thursday and I was sharing with my team as well the, the, the metrics the Lord shared with me using Psalms chapter 90 verse 12. I think that's one of the most profound revelations I received in the year 2021 because it was so powerful. Because I, I saw how it, it connects with everything. He says, teach us to number our days that we can apply our hearts to wisdom. So wisdom is connected to numbering, numbering. If you do not measure a thing, you can't improve it. If you do not keep track, you cannot improve anything. You can't develop anything. You can't improve, excel. You can't succeed if all you do is just just do things as they come. No, this year is going to be organized, orchestrated, tracked, measured, scaled. That's the perspective of this year. Teach us not just to count our days, but to our days to assign weight and measures to our days beyond just counting our day like it was another day that just existed teach us to number our days teach us to number our relationships teach us to number the factors going for us teach us to number our blessings not just to count to number assign the value because if you are numbering the factors going for you when you get on God you had better count some trillions or gazillions and not just count them as another factor on the time scale and just say oh well number one number two god number three and then you just move on like god is just another number or figure no you don't even leave when you get there you just stay there god and then because he's everything teach us to number our days because when you number things using those metrics and assessments what you gain is perspective what you gain is perspective and that perspective you can then receive insights from those perspectives and it is those insights when you act on those insights that produces growth and fruitfulness teach us to number our days because that's the pathway to wisdom wisdom is the application of the right kind of knowledge which produces growth inadvertently inadvertently it produces growth so a lot of people do not number things. That's why the woman selling a car on your street has been there for five, six, five years, six years, ten years. Because she's not numbering anything. The money that comes in is both revenue, profit and loss at the same time. There is no dichotomy. There is no, there is no analytics. There is no differentiation. Everything is just lumped together. That kind of a system cannot produce growth. That's why she's still there. So any life that does not do correct separation, assessment, measurement, numbering... 
wisdom will be far from them because it says teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom so that we can grow so that we can be fruitful so that we can develop bows that will run over the wall God is not just going to promote someone that would embarrass him at the highest level because that person is not growing in knowledge is not growing in stature is not growing in favor with God and with man is not growing in his understanding of people how to relate with people better so he just, God just promotes him and then he's speaking on CNN and completely embarrasses God that is not the kind of promotion God wants he wants to prune so that you can bear more fruit. He will shed some things. He will give you some new tasks to do. He will tell you, start doing some things like this. Stop doing this once. Reduce these ones. Increase these ones. That's the only way you can produce growth in your life. So this year, you're going to be numbering a lot of things. You're going to be assessing a lot of things. You're going to be evaluating a lot of things. Because that's the only pathway to fruitfulness and growth. Joseph is a fruitful bow fruitful bow by the well that is he carries that well all around thank God right now this river is in our inside we carry all around the rivers of living water that river has become our limitation the king Ahasuerus asked Nehemiah what is wrong with you what can I do for you in that moment Nehemiah prayed underneath his breath and gave a response and everything he said to the king the king said done because in that moment, he was not just speaking words. Luke 21, 15, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom of which none of your adversaries will be able to gain say or resist. So as he was speaking, he was speaking under the influence of the anointing. Because he knew that this well is there. I don't have to go to a mountain to go and activate the well. I carry about rivers of living water right inside of my belly. I can activate it by praying in the Holy Ghost. Stir up the gift of God which is in you by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Neglect not the gift of God which was deposited in you by the laying on of my hands. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. These are the resources and, and the things in your arsenal for the year 2022. But you can't be laid back. I curse laziness in this house. Your amen needs to resound. I curse laziness in this house. Both the devil and God cannot use a lazy person. They're useless to both worlds. Nothing to show. If you place a billionaire on them, that thing will reduce in value. There is, they don't improve anything. The Bible says a lazy man will go and catch, you know, something, a game in the market or in the fields and to roast it, refine it. He can't. Everything stays raw with him. Nothing is refined, developed, improved. Nothing. Everything stays raw. You know the funny thing? God is the one that went to fetch the games. He has deposited those raw materials in you. But there is a demand on diligence on you to refine those things. He, he has done the hard work. He has gone to fetch the game for you. Because we know we didn't go to fetch any game. We, we were born with this gift and with these graces. How about you just refine it and do something with it? Do business with it. Instead of boxing the air and winking in the dark, can you do something with it? I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. So this is even beyond the true vine's likeness for you. God loves you. Jesus loves you, okay? So he doesn't want to cut you off. But he's not the one that's responsible for who stays on him or not. He's the husband man. The husband man's preoccupation is to ensure that Jesus is maximized. So this year, anyone calling himself a Christian and there's no fruit of Christianhood in his life, Bible says the husband man cuts him away. 
Enough of naming the name of the Lord and not behaving like the Lord. Enough of naming the name of the Lord and not doing the works of the ministry. What kind of fruits can we point to as the evidence of your connection with him? What, can, what are the things? By their fruits, not by their branch. By their fruits, we shall know them. God is the husband man. The father is the husband man. And the Bible says, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. More fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I, which I have spoken unto you. So that means his instrument of purging is what? It's the word of God. That's his instrument of pruning and purging and cleansing and rebuking. Amen. That's how he purges you through the word. Your commitment this year, number one commitment this year is to the word of God. Don't just come to get excited on Sunday morning. Get excited every time you read your Bible. Get excited because you're receiving revelation. Get excited. The way I get excited when the Holy Spirit whispers some things in my ears when I pray in the Spirit. Actually, I receive more revelation praying in the Spirit than when I read my Bible. I don't know how that works, but it's amazing. So you store up the revelation in your heart. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost connects the dots. It's amazing. He's the inspiration behind the Word of God. He's the inspiration behind the Logos. Every time you get into Him, the inspiration, He connects all the dots of the Logos. So we're not reading the Bible for reading's sake so that we can say at the end of the year, we finished the Bible. No, that's not the point. The point is to walk out. To walk out the evidence of that inspiration in your life. There is a spirit in man that defies age, logic, experience. There is a spirit in man. There are frameworks you can come up with that you wouldn't have read anywhere, not even in Harvard, that will bless your company. There is a spirit in man. That when you are speaking at the board level, your directors are listening and taking notes because there's a spirit in man that defies experience and age. You see, I thought men of age, men that have gotten to a certain level demographically should be able to speak and speak wisdom. But I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I got it wrong. I realized that it's actually a spirit that produces this kind of wisdom. There is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding what is understanding perspective perspective that produces insights that can generate growth you are just hitting target everywhere you go you're just producing results at the order of the God kind glory to God that's the commitment the commitment we have is to the Word of God and the inspiration behind that word is to the true vine and the well beside that true vine it's to the word of God and the spirit of God. Your commitment this year. You're studying the Bible more than ever before. You're praying in the Holy Ghost more than ever before. You're praying underneath your breath. Even when your boss asks you a question that you don't have an answer. You're praying underneath your breath and giving a response by the Holy Ghost. That is how we run this year. And the Bible says when you do that and you're connected. He says the prevailing blessing will begin to be activated in your life. Huh? Ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You can't bear fruit of yourself. It's not about your gifts and your talents and your connection and your network. You can't bear fruit by yourself. 
as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches I'm the indispensable you are the dispensable he that abides in me and I in him the same the same the same bringeth forth much fruit so the first level every branch that bears fruit he purged so he can bear more fruit now in verse 5 I am the vine you are the branches that abide in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me you can do nothing if a man abide not in me he is cast forth as a branch may our Joseph's not be cast forth may the fruitful bough not become a fruitless bough Joseph is a fruitful bough but this is the protocol of his fruitfulness he abides in the true vine if a man abide not in me he is cast forth as a branch and is withered that's when you realize the worthlessness of a branch without the true vine just disconnect it from the true vine the true vine is still existing flourishing bringing out another branch to replace you but you are there done withering away that's what happens when people like Herod and Pharaoh look at all the glories and they say things like see what I've done aha uh -huh. then he removes them from the true vine and then they really see the truest essence of their person away from the true vine so this is the year you give all the glory to God this is the year you give all all the glory to God whatever you are able to achieve accomplish or do all the glory goes to God without him you could have done nothing he is the source of your strength. He is the source of your brilliance. He is the source of your genius. He is the source of every single thing that makes sense about your life. He is the source. Disconnect first. But that should not be the test. His word should be your test. That if you do not connect with me, you will wither. You don't have to try it. <laughs> don't try it though. Because he is the source of your strength. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. And he withers. And men gather them. And cast them into fire and they are burned may that not be our portion in the year 2022 amen Genesis 49 so did you get the gist about that first part you got the gist Joseph is a fruitful bow even a fruitful bow by the well what's the well feedback what's the what's the well What's the well? Yeah, your connection with the Holy Spirit. That's the well, the rivers of living waters. The water that I'll give, in you, give to you will be in you a well, but it will spring forth into everlasting life. The Holy Spirit is that well. Because like I said, the, the Lord uses metaphors in Scripture just to give us a broader bandwidth of interpretation that can make sense in our own context. All right, so it's a fruitful bow by a well who branches the wall. Resistance. Anything the devil is the exploits of a person connected, that's a wall. But Bible says nothing can stop a bow that is planted by the rivers of living water. Nothing can stop him because he will leap over the wall. He will run over the wall. He will run over the wall. All right, the branches run over the wall. And the Bible says the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. Amen. This is the year where you must be more conscious of your identity in Christ than your experience in life. Write that down. So what begins that promise is that 
these are the identities that Joseph represents. Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well. Whose branches run over the wall. This is who you are. Now the next verse is talking about a contradiction. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. If I'm a fruitful bough, shouldn't people just love me like my, my pictures and just make me feel happy all the time? If I'm that fruitful, if this is what you say that I am, how come I'm experiencing so many contradictions in my life? Follow the identity, not the experience. Follow the identity. As a matter of fact, because of the identity, that's the exact reason why the archers will shoot and the grievers will hate. That's the reason. So you've got to be very careful. And when it comes to things like this, when it comes to resistance and how to handle yourself, when you are doing something God is expecting you to do and you are facing resistance, Nehemiah is the profile. Nehemiah is the profile that even though you are building something for the people of God, it does not mean that all the parts will just be laid bare in front of you and everybody will be excusing you and say, okay, don't walk in. No, you will face resistance. Yes, you're a fruitful bow by a well running over the wall. Fantastic, good news. Archers then take out their bows and then they begin to shoot at you and they begin to hate you and persecution begins to come. Recently, a friend was telling me about all the things he's experiencing at work, how the only reason why he's being persecuted is because of the good work he's doing. And that's exactly how it works. That's how the blessing works. The moment they recognized Joseph as blessed, they started to attack him, all his brothers. The moment they understood that David was blessed, all his brothers began to beef him. Even his father ignored him. That's always what the blessing attracts. Resistance. That's what the blessing attracts. So this is not a year where you just cost through 2022. It's a year you take on the whole armor. Because archers are coming home. They're going to fire at you. They're going to grieve you. Hate you. Contradiction. If I'm so blessed, why? <laughs> why all of these issues? So, uh, amen. It's an instructive Sunday, so. Uh, so we need to. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you're, when you're experiencing resistance, what do you do? Do you stop doing what you are doing because the resistance can be very scary and you 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 may be very tempted to stop like ah, i'm a man of peace so ah, i don't want to allah beg i beg i beg if they don't want me to do well it's okay i won't do well ha ah. no if i be a pleaser of men i cannot in the same breath be a servant of god so it's about doing what god has called you to do so there is a profile in scripture when archers were shooting at him what did he do? Nehemiah. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 4. Like I said, this is the protocol of the blessing upon our lives in the year 2022. These things govern our experience in the year 2022. Hallelujah. Nehemiah's. Amen. All right. I won't say where it is. Have you found it? <laughs> are you ready to read amen verse 1 Bible says and it came to pass that when Sambalat that's the name of your resistance <laughs> Sambalat heard that we build or we builded the world he was wrought there are people who are going to be angry that you're making progress and this is not the matter of an enemy induced teaching this is the truth of God's word alright 
Sambalat, he heard that we builded the wall, he was wrought and took great, he was angry, he was so great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of, the, of Samaria and said, what do these feeble Jews, what do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones of, out of the heap of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonites was by him. You see, you know, there are some kind of people around, some kind of people that, they're the ones that make those people that we all know, that make them make the foolish decisions they make because they're the ones that put megaphone on their folly. Do you understand? They put a loudspeaker around the folly of that person by whining them and just exaggerating things. Look at what this guy says. He said, even that which they have built, if a fox should go up, he shall break it down, you know, he shall break down their stone wall. What are you saying? The devil will try to mock you. Listen, Sambalat and Tobias are in your head. Sometimes you think they're somewhere outside. They're just in your head. You've done something. You're doing something God wants you to do. Sambalat would speak. What do you think you're doing? Tobiah would talk and said, even if a fox should go upon this project that you think, nobody will buy your product. Nobody. Not even a goat. You can't sell this thing to a goat. Forget it. Somebody has to be crazy to buy this thing from you. You say you are investing in research. Grant. What's that? Read, read your pitch. Can you hear how it sounds? You want to pitch, elevator pitch? They will slap you. Have you seen when they slap someone when they are doing elevator pitch? Have you, have you? And they will just paint a picture of how you have already failed before you start. Tobiah said, even if a fox, do you know how long it took the children of Israel to build that wall? And Tobiah just ridiculed it with a very loose statement. And said, even if a fox should climb on it, You've got to be careful. You guard your heart with all diligence. Sometimes the devil will send Sambalat and Tobiah. These things are figurative. The word of God is a metaphor. Sambalat and Tobiah exist. And they exist sometimes just beside your ears. Whispering demonic things into your ears. Telling you all the things you will not be able to achieve in the year 2022. Firing arrows and arching. And throwing stuff at you. Darts. And what did Nehemiah say? Hear, O our God, for we are despised. And turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And all that. Not Nehemiah 6. Let's read Nehemiah 6 again. <laughs> the devil is relentless. I hope you know. Even Jesus, he left it for a season. He does not stop like that. Bible says you are the one that will resist him steadfast in faith. You don't put your leg off the gas. You continue to accelerate. That's the only response he understands. Just keep doing the work of the ministry. Just keep going. Don't let his words affect you. Alright? What did Nehemiah... So when those thoughts come, don't keep quiet. Say something. Speak the word of God. When those thoughts of denials, those thoughts of weaknesses and limitation begin to get themselves into your head, don't keep quiet. Speak. Don't just say, oh, that's true. No, don't agree with the devil. Don't agree with Sambalat and Tobiah. Sambalat and Tobiah, 
They are Arabians. They are Ammonites. They are not from Israel. They don't carry your covenant. They don't carry your perspective. They don't care about your God. So there is no way they will agree with you. But you will not go and agree with an alien. An alien doesn't come to be accommodated. He comes to alienate. He comes to wipe out. So you don't agree with Sambalat and Tobias. Because archers will shoot this year. It may come through the words of a boss. Do you think anybody can hire you again? See how you are behaving. It can come through a relationship. So you are not even fine. I've been managing you for the past. You are not even fine. Let me just be honest with you. You know, some people, before they break up with you, they will destroy you. They will finish you. You're not even, I've been managing you. Uh, managing. And those words may never depart from you. If you don't revert and speak back, there's some things you don't allow to land on you. You dark bada, all right? And this is not about being insultive. This is a matter of giving back to the devil what he deserves because you know your God, because you know who you are, you know your identity, you know what you carry. Don't let anybody spill garbage inside of your life. You return it to the sender. Sambalat and Tobias will whisper into your ears in the year 2022. But your response is what will prevail. But if you don't respond, their words may prevail. You don't let it land. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 1. I mean, Nehemiah chapter 6. Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies. Otapo. Otawa. <laughs> heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein. The devil, oh dear Lord, when he sees that you're making some progress, he just wants to stop you. And they saw that there's no breach in there. That the fox will go, that 10,000 fox will go on it, and nothing will come down. Ah, this wall is strong, oh. This guy, if left, he will go to the ends of the earth. This guy is massive. This guy will do some really amazing things for the kingdom of God. When they saw that there's no breach in this wall, they changed the strategy. They started by mocking. Now they wanted to partner. <laughs> Be careful who you partner with. Bible says, when they heard that there was no breach, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. Huh? So, <laughs> then Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me saying, come, let us meet together in some, in, in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. They thought to me, I mean, they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messages unto them saying, this is, listen, this should be your mantra in the year 2022. Don't let distractions give you a new focus. Don't let distractions become your new purpose. He says, and he sent messengers. It can be on WhatsApp, send messengers. Don't go yourself. Send someone. Don't dignify such a request with your presence. Send messengers. I don't have time. Sent me he sent messengers unto them. He says, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Because any attempt to leave what purpose is, is going down. He says, I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? There is something more important than all those distractions. It's called the work, the ministry. 
the purpose of God upon your life. What God has ordained for you to achieve in the year 2022. He says it's a walk and it must not cease. He says, why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? You are not that important. Listen, you must regulate the place and the stature of everybody around you based on their connection to your purpose. There is no sentimental following this year. Are they connected to the work? If they're not connected to the work and they just say, come down, oh, you too like work, come down, come down, come down. They are not meant for your company. One of the things about Joseph, I'll still get there, I may not be able to get there this today. He said the blessing will rest upon him that was separate from his brothers. It's a dimension of that blessing. You don't frolic with the brothers and then still inherit that blessing. There's a separation that is required. Abraham was separated from his family. Your commitment to things, places, and people must be based on purpose. So it is purpose that regulates the value of those things in your life. Not just sentiments. Not just, oh, he's been my friend for, oh, he's been my guy for. If he says, come down, you now follow him and go down and the work ceases. God will judge you by the fact that you did not finish that work. There is an expectation of the Father over your life in the year 2022. These are instructions you pay attention to. He says, and I sent messengers unto them. I did not dignify their request with my presence. I sent messengers. Messengers, I am doing a great work. Tell yourself, I'm doing a great work. Doing a great work. This great work should not suffer. Except you're not doing a great work, you should not pay attention to distractions. Look at your life every day. How much time do you spend paying attention to the great work? No, ask yourself. What is the amount of time you have spent doing the great work compared to the one you have spent down the hill frolicking with Sambalat and Tobias? Checking out all their social media posts and everything, comparing themselves amongst themselves and making yourself feel worse and making yourself feel incapable of doing the will of God because you have drowned yourself in all the comparative analysis that you had no business with in the first place. Huh? There's a great work upon your life. It's a great work. It's not a small work. Don't despise your work. It's a great work. It's a great work. Yes, sir. Ah, it's a great work. And how do I know it's a great work? A king sent resources down to ensure that that work is done. A king furnished you with everything you needed. Gave you protocols. Gave you licenses. Gave you approvals. Gave you constitutional and policies and all those things. Gave you connections and network. Gave you everything you needed. Only for you to abandon the great work. So go and be chatting with enemies. God forbid. And Bible says, and it's, hi, the devil is relentless. See, the devil is not stupid. Oh. Stop saying things like that. He knows that there will be a margin. There will be a period in your life where you will grow a little weary. He's just waiting for that moment of weariness. He's waiting for you to stop at the 17th attempt. He's waiting to strike again. He will shoot another arrow. He will come again. Bible says he's sent again four times. Come down to us. Come down to us. Come down to us. Ah, and they sent unto me four more times after this manner. And I answered them after the same manner. Listen, this is the year you need to be assertive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What you don't want, you don't want. You will not change your mind because somebody will continue to ask you out. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Eh? Eh? <laughs> so he's asked you out 15 times. 
But he knows that you will soon break. Don't worry. And he continues to ask you out. And you know from the first time he was not the one. But because he has wearied your soul with much begging. And he brought you a rock. And it's not the rock of ages. He said, put a rock on it. He put a rock on it. And you want to... Bible says, four more times they came. And I answered them after the same manner. I didn't change my mind. My conviction stayed strong. What you want is what you want. What you are doing is what you are doing. What you will not do is what you will not do. Stay on that faith lane. Stop meandering and changing ideologies and status and compromising here and there. Sambalat rejoice when you compromise. They rejoice. They get excited. Uh, I thought you had faith. I thought you had conviction. See, now you have compromised. Just because we stayed at it. The devil will stay at it. He's resilient. He's relentless. Resist him steadfast in the faith. These are instructions in righteousness. Pay attention. Then Sambalat, his servant, then sent Sambalat, his servant, unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter. Another strategy. The devil will use everything to stop you. Don't you understand? He will mock. Then he will say, partner with me. Then he will say, you know what? I will threaten you. <laughs> he that sits in the heaven shall laugh. Praise God. That is always God's response to every threat. He does not dignify it with a response. He laughs. Amen. So he says, uh, Sambalat sent his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen. And Gasha, Gashamu, I don't know. Gashmu saith, That thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee in Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I said unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou seest. All right, but thou feigned them out of thy own heart. Can you recognize fully? Can you recognize lies? Can you recognize deception? Are you discerning? Are you discerning? Or you believe things that are not true? The devil will lie to you. He will create exaggerations around you. He will create false appearances, looking real. He will just try to manipulate you to believe his own counsel. Please do not be discerning. Be discerning. Know what God has spoken to you in the private place. And that's why your fellowship with God has to be strong. If you don't have a strong relationship with God, you cannot discern lies. Everything that will come at you, he would have spoken to you about it. And he will tell you the stand to take. Because you have fellowship with him. But when you do not fellowship with him, you are open to deception and lies. The Bible says, he said to him, saying, there are no such things done. Imagine you're trying to threaten someone. The person is not even threatened because the person does not believe the threat. Elijah believed Jezebel's threat. That was the problem. Jezebel, if Jezebel could have killed Elijah, he won't send, she won't send the letter. She would just kill him. Jezebel is not that nice. She does not send a letter to kill you. She kills you. Don't you understand? The land that was owned by the guy that Ahab wanted. Did she send a letter and say, ah, okay, oh. she just killed the guy, wiped him out, deleted him. That's how Jezebel runs. Jezebel, if she could have killed Elijah, she would have. She knew she couldn't, so she sent a threat letter. But Elijah believed it. Elijah believed it. 
started running up and down. When Jezebel herself was afraid of him. <sighs> Don't believe the lies of the devil. The devil can do you nothing. He has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Ah! See, there's no such thing. Call the bluff of the devil. Ha! Call the bluff. No such thing. Do what you may. No such thing. You faint them out of your heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from their work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. That was the whole agenda. The devil couldn't stop the work, but he could attempt to weaken the hands. If Sambalat and Tobias could have stopped, they would have just gone there and destroyed the work. Why send letter? Why try to partner? Why threaten? If you really could have destroyed it, you would have just gone at night and destroyed it. But you knew there were a host of angels around that place. You couldn't touch it, but you can weaken the hands of the builders through fear. The devil can't stop you. Every stopping is permitted. Don't you understand? If the devil ever stopped you, you permitted it. You assisted in that stopping. You left the work and started paying attention to his words. And the fear entered your heart. And then the work was stopped. The work the, the God of the universe has placed in your care. Nobody can stop it. No man can stop it. No devil from hell can limit you. But he can weaken your hands. He can attempt to weaken your hands. And what did Joseph tell us? What did Joseph tell us? Bible says his bow abides in strength and his hands were made strong by the hands of the Almighty. By the hands of the Almighty. Amen. So powerful. He says, they said all of this to make us afraid, saying that their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. This is the last strategy. This is still the devil. Four times, four different strategies. The devil, if your work was not that devastating to his kingdom, why will he invest so much strategy and operations and board meetings just to stop you alone, only you? If you are not that important and consequential to the kingdom of God and damaging and devastating to his own kingdom, why will he spend so much resources and place you top on his priority list? Why? This is the fourth attempt to stop them. And this is the most dangerous one. Ah! Thank God for discernment. Look at what he attempted to do with Nehemiah. Bible says, Afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehathabil, who was shut up. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple. For they will come and slay thee. Yea, in the night they will come and slay thee. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his own life? I will not go in. This is one of the biggest strategies that the devil has deployed to destroy a generation. He has shot people into the temple. There is a generation that never wants to go outside of the temple to do the work of the ministry. They stay inside the temple, shut the door behind themselves in the temple, and they die in the temple. No effect, no impact, nothing. Shut themselves behind the temple. And say, as long as we come to church, 
pay our tithes, attend services. We are fine. You are not fine, sir. You are coming to receive resources. Those resources are meant for the marketplaces. Those resources are meant for the world. Go outside and do the work of the ministry. Don't shut yourself behind the door in the temple in the name of identifying with God and you shut yourself. The doors will be open, not shut, so that there can be free entry and exit. So you can come and receive resources, go out and do the work. Come and receive resources, go out and do the work. Equipping of the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. Equipping of the saints, they do the work of the ministry. Equip the saints, they do the work of the ministry. When you shut them inside the temple, they do the ministry where they are receiving equipment. And that's not the plan. This is a lie. So in the year 2022, look for something to do in the world. If he's preaching the gospel, you don't preach the gospel inside the church. You preach it in the world so that he can come inside the church. If that's your work, if it, is, if it is to start an NGO, go outside the world. Did you see what Nehemiah did in the book of Nehemiah? All his brethren were taking advantage of his other brethren. The brethren that had been usurped by the, you know, the, the captivity nation. And then they made their brethren the people that will be taking the taxes from their brethren. And so those ones are taking advantage of all their brethren until Nehemiah showed up in the scene. And he said, what kind of nonsense is this? He rebuked all of those governors, said return their goods. Because guess what? The people had been so impoverished, so they started to sell their lands and their properties. Just so that they could attempt to pay the taxes that their own brethren, former brethren, were demanding from them for Aceros, an unknown nation. And Nehemiah said, no, this is not how it's going to work. Return all their goods and their properties to them. And everything they allocated to, go, um, to Governor Nehemiah, Nehemiah said he refused to take any part of it. This is a man in politics doing the will of God. Doing the will of God. He didn't shut himself in the temple saying, let's just be praying and let's be fasting every day. Yes, you can do all that. But those things are supposed to sponsor exploits outside of the temple. Nehemiah did not die in the temple. Daniel did not die in the temple. Abraham did not die in the temple. Isaiah, all of those guys did not die in the temple. They went out to the fields and they began to do the work of the ministry. So the devil will try to stop the work by giving you a new focus and say, just, just, just love church, stay in church, die in church. Ask yourself, what is my relevance outside of this house? Ask yourself. Ask yourself that question. Who are the people outside that I'm bringing in? Ask yourself. What is the work that I can do outside of this temple that will bring people into this temple? What is the work? Oh, I'm just here. I live here. I die here. I shut the door. I'm trapped in the temple. No relevance outside of it. May God not remain small in our lives. Because that's the ideology that creates small God. Keep them in the temple. Trap them there. Their God will never be bigger than their experience. Their God will never get out of this temple. They will never go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the utmost parts of the earth because they are trapped in Jerusalem. They are trapped in the temple. When the, when, when the apostles became trapped in Jerusalem, the Lord sent them persecution because that's not the protocol of the blessing. The protocol of the blessing is to spread to the ends of the earth. For by prosperity, my kingdom shall expand and spread forth. Amen. That was the last strategy. And Bible says, why would I do such a thing? Verse 12, and lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that the prophecy, or, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. 
So any type of ministry that keeps you trapped in the temple was hired by the devil. Did you hear what I just said? Any kind of ministry that makes it look like the only relevance you are born for is to be trapped in the temple. It was hired by Sambalat and Tobiah. Because such ministries don't affect him. They don't, they don't threaten him. Keep them in the temple. Keep them trapped. I'll be destroying all the lives that are outside the temple. Get out on the streets. There are people dying. People need the gospel. People need the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You carry that face and you bury it inside an allergen-packed temple. When there's darkness out there, you're blinding one another with light inside the temple, trapped in the temple. That's not the pathway. Get out of the temple. Tell your neighbor, get out of the temple. Don't be trapped in the temple. Don't be trapped in there. Get out of the temple. You receive equipment in the temple. But you don't use the equipment in the temple. You use it out. Outside of the temple. Because Nehemiah was the man of the temple. But he says this one. I will not follow this strategy. I, I will not be deceived. Because sometimes the devil knows he cannot deceive you or lie to you using his own, you know, obvious lies. He will lie to you using the voice of God. Stay in the temple. Pray more. Fast more. Die here. This is where I want you to live and die. And you feel like, ah, God said, ah, I must be, ah, hey, okay, okay. And you stay there and you die there. No, that's not the plan. Bible says, Nehemiah perceived that these guys didn't come from God. Sambalat and Tobiah must have hired them. He's prophesying, he prokupro. This is not from God. Therefore, he was hired that I should be afraid. Again, everything the devil is doing is to just make you afraid. So that your hands can be weakened. So that the work can be stopped. So that it can have the last laugh over your life. But that's not your portion in the year 2022. Therefore, he was hired that I should be afraid and do so. And seen that, that they might have matter for an evil report. That they may reproach me. My God, think upon Tobiah and Sambalat according to their works and on the prophetess Naudiah and the rest of all the prophets that would have put me in fear. See how the devil stopped trying to mock, threaten and all of that using his own people. He now entered into the church and started using prophets and teachers and pastors to keep the work from being done. You know, that's the dangerous part of this whole thing. That you think you're being led by listening to a pastor. That you think you're being led by listening to a prophet. But he was hired to keep you trapped in the temple. So that the devil can continue his devastation outside of it. He's keeping you busy. So that the work can be stopped. You have to be discerning in the year 2022. There is a work God has committed into your hands. For the best part, it is not inside the temple. It's outside of it. But it's to preserve the people of God. That's the essence of the work. That's the essence of the work. It's to preserve the people of God. To preserve the people of God. There are people that make it look like if you are not trapped in the temple, you are not working for God. But that's not the plan of God. Many of them are hired. 
by the devil. <sighs> That's how you respond to archers when they shoot. Did you hear that? That's how you respond to archers when they shoot. We'll probably have to stop there today because of time. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abide, abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's rise to our feet this morning. And let's pray for discernment. That this year, Lord, lead me, guide me. Show me the way that I should go. Let me hear a voice behind me saying this is the way, walk in it. I don't want to be deceived. I walk with the way so I can't be confused. I walk with the truth, I can't be deceived. I walk with the life, I can't be killed. I can't be sh Can you speak to the Lord this tone for your year 2022? Because this is the blessing upon Joseph. He's a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have shot at him and gripped him and hated him. Oh dear God. But his bow abode in strength. And his hands are made strong by the hands of the Almighty. From thence is the shepherd of Israel. Even the stone of Israel. Your hand can be made strong. So that when all those arrows of fear are being shot at you. You will not be afraid. You will continue to do the work of the ministry. You will continue to do the work that the Lord has committed into your hands in the year 2022. Your hands will not grow weary. 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 Lord, my hands will not grow weary. In the teaching of the word, my hands will not grow weary. Oh, in the teaching of the word, my hands will not grow weary. In the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, my hands will not grow weary. I will not be weary in well-doing. I will not faint in the name of Jesus. I will not faint in the day of adversity. My strength will not be small. Because my hands will not grow weary. And my bow abides in strength by the hands of the Almighty. The hand of the Almighty is one upholding my hands. It is not by might, it is not by power. It is by your spirit, O oh God. I rely on you this year. I rely on your strength this year. I rely on your capacity this year. I rely on your grace this year. I do not attempt any adventure. I do not attempt any voyage. I do not attempt any journey. I do not attempt any project without seeking your consent. By you, I will leap over wall. By my God, I leap over walls. By my God, I leap over walls. By my God, I run through troops in the name of Jesus. A bow of steel is broken by my hands because my hands are anointed. My head is exalted. My cup runs over in the name of Jesus. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of 10,000 at my right hand. Two billion at my other side. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who can? Sambalat and Tobias are cursed around me. Every voice of fear is cursed right now. Every voice of limitation is cursed right now. Every voice of fear is cursed right now. In the name of Jesus, the prevailing blessing prevails. The prevailing blessing prevails. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory.
I hope you prayed. I hope you prayed. Because that's the only thing that can keep you strong. That's the only way you can stay consistent and stay strong. All right? Doing the work that God has committed into your hands. Amen. Amen. There is a great work in your hands. It's a great work. And the devil will do everything four times. And some strategies will repeat four times. So four different strategies. But one of them he repeated four times. He first mocked. So some people just by mocking them, they, 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 they've stopped already. They will just, they will just send a voice of mockery. Just send a voice. Oh, what are you doing? Read it. Read it to me. You to hear yourself. Smell it. <laughs> Does it sound good to you? And once they mock you, you just collapse and you stop the work right there. Ah, not this year. When he sees that you do not stop by mockery, he will send you partnership letters. I can help you. I can partner with you. I can sponsor this project. I can write off your debt. We will not receive the wrong partnerships. I can pay your school fees. I can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can get you married. I can sponsor your wedding. I will partner with you. May we be discerning. May we be discerning. And then after that, you don't bald, he will send you threat letters. If you don't partner with me, I'll kill you. I'll destroy you. I'll scatter your relationship. <laughs> you must be willing to call the bluff of the devil and be able to what did he do after that again? After the, yeah, then he, then he sent a prophet. Sent a prophet. So just stay, stay in the temple. Don't go anywhere. Stay trapped there. Close the door behind you. Nobody outside of the temple will know you exist. Nobody will feel your presence. Nobody will, will receive the fruit of the bow. The bow will just be there, rotting in the, in the temple. Why would God die if he's to just keep you shut up in the temple? God forbid. He died for the world. And the world must taste of his goodness through my life. The world must taste of it. Must taste of it. Father, we thank you for these instructions in righteousness. We have been furnished this morning. But beyond we receiving the word of God by faith, we receive the grace and apostleship to do these things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we are established in all truth and in all righteousness. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Can we celebrate Jesus for the word of God that he sent to us this morning? I believe we can do that better. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Powerpoint Tribe.